Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Melissa Dumas. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm currently licensed in the state of California. I um, currently work in private practice where I predominantly see clients that have been been impacted, excuse me, by some type of trauma, either recent or past. I also work with clients that have experienced grief and loss and are looking for a safe space to process that. And I provide supportive therapy for moms in all stages of motherhood. And I help couples to get to a place of relationship satisfaction. And that's just a piece of me. The other piece of me is that I am a published author and I am also a podcaster. I am married. I'm a mom myself, a mom of three. So I consider myself to be a woman that wears many hats. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, you definitely have. And I feel like that's kind of a lot of people's stories, like, you know, trying to keep a lot of plates spinning and wearing these different hats, whether it's... It's like a business owner, you know, you're, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a sister, you're a friend, you're, you know, and women wear all of these different hats and how do we do it to the best of our ability in each mm-hmm. season of our lives. And so, um, you know, I would love to hear about for you, cause you do wear a lot of those different hats, um, for you when things maybe are going better than not, um, how is it that you're finding harmony with, with all of those hats and plates that you're keeping spinning? I love that you use the word harmony because that really resonates with me. A lot of times, um, even myself in the past have, have attempted or tried to use the word balance. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Like there is no such thing as balance because, you know, as much as, you know, we desire to find balance, when I think of balance, I think of like this equality and, um, Sometimes there may not be any equality. I may be giving more of myself to work or more of myself to motherhood or more of myself to my business. And as long as there is harmony in that, and 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 there and when I hear harmony, that to me is the opposite of chaos. So I agree with you, Jacinta, that we're always looking for this place of harmony. So for me, what helps to create and to um, design that harmony is finding ways to be able to pour back into myself. You know, if I can give to myself first before I start giving out to other people. Um, that is what gives me that level of harmony and me feeling like, okay, I have gassed up my own car and now I'm in position to be able to go. On the days that I don't gas my own car up or that I don't pay attention to that um, to that mode of me, then I, things feel out of whack. I feel lost. I feel like I'm not giving my best or being my best. And then that definitely makes me um, you know, second guess my choices and my decisions. So filling my own cup up first is the best thing for me that provides that harmony. I love it. You know, and you already answered the question that I was going to ask. It was like on the opposite end, right? Like uh-huh. when things are a little hectic, um, when maybe you're thinking like, uh-oh, one of these plates might fall. Um, mm-hmm. What is it that contributes to that? And you kind of answered that within your, an- your, your answer. And so, you know, it is, it does have to be harmony because nobody, like nobody spends any, any more time um, than at work. Like you work more than you do anything right. else. So, if we were to say balance, yeah. that means 40 hours mm-hmm. of work and 40 hours of, you know, talking to your husband or being with your kids. And, and that's just not the nature right. of how right. life is kind of set up to some extent for most people. Um, and, and so yeah. it really is about sure. find, finding how to walk that, that 
tightrope um, and and keep yourself, um, you know, from from falling over on one side or the other. But life is also just, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. So some seasons we do better. So <laughs> it is yeah. us with opportunities to grow and be stretched. Um, and so for you in in, you know, also being an author, tell us about, you know, the book that you wrote and who does it help and serve and and um, who should be li- like purchasing it and reading it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, agree with you about the seasons, you know, and us finding ourselves in these different seasons as a reminder that one thing we know to be true about seasons is that they change, you know, so at some point while we're in this season of growth and being stretched, that that is preparation for the next season, whatever that may be, and that that season is temporary, that, you know, this may feel like winter, but we're going to look up and it's going to be spring or it's going to be summer or whatever your favorite season is. Um, In regards to my book, speaking of seasons, I wrote it during a season of me being a stay-at-home mom. I um, was a stay-at-home mom for five years, so I took a break from my private practice. And during that time, I was saying to my husband, like, what am I going to do all day, you know, at home with, with one child at the time? And he's like, well, you've always wanted to write. How come you don't consider that or why not start a blog? And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And so I started blogging more so to the mommy in the in the community of women and how to build, you know, community amongst us and support each other. And during that time, I realized that a lot of other parents were having the same challenges that I was, which was how do I pour into my children all day long and in even some cases be depleted and exhausted and still have, you know, save some energy for my husband when he gets home from work. And so I noticed that this was a common thread. And I said, well, how can I support myself and support these other families that are in these same predicaments? And so that's how the love challenge was born. And um, it's called the love challenge, 30 days, 30 ways to increase the love in your relationship. And each day has just bite-sized tidbits or bite-sized things that you can do to add more value or more love to your relationship. Because in most cases, when you are an individual that wears many hats or that is in uh, a particular season, you may not have the time or the desire um, to read a full book or to read a full chapter at any given point in time. So with the Love Challenge, each chapter is about two pages long, three pages max, and it gives you just enough of one thing that you you can do a directive, you know, you learn about the directive and then you do it. And so it becomes love and action. And then that is a way that after the end of those 30 days, your relationship is in a different space and hopefully your heart and you are in a different space as well. Oh, you said love in action. That is so <laughs> key. And I think anything is love. Um, but t- to start from that place, because everything comes from that or comes from fear, right? Because fear in action is what is what typically happens um, on the opposite side of that is that if we have like a scarcity mindset or we we feel like we lack um, enough energy, we feel like we lack self-esteem, resources, all of these things, that that's fear and action in our lives. And we actually probably are making a decision by default. So if we aren't consciously choosing to um, act in love on a daily basis, we're choosing to act in fear. And so I love that you you know, turned it into these daily bite sized you know, things that people can um, consume and do, right? Not just, as I always say to people, because I'm, I'm a teacher at mm-hmm. heart, I'm like, don't just come and listen and, and hear someone say something that's like, oh my God, that was great. And that apply it or find a way to um, turn it into an action right. step for you. Um, and it sounds just transformative because mm-hmm. essentially you're helping people to cultivate new habits and new ways of being. And that comes from doing yes. something small on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Exactly. Absolutely. So true. And then to bring to your point about bring, being conscious about it, when I wrote the book, I, I wrote it, you know, as you mentioned, with these daily actions and to create habit. And once it was written, I was like, wait, this is mindfulness. This is mindfulness in relationship, being mindful about what you're doing and how you're pouring back into that. And so, yes, it is this level of consciousness and it creates this level of consciousness where you can take your relationship off of autopilot. And now you can consistently think of one thing just one thing that you can do to add more value, to add more love, to show to your partner, I see you, you know, and um, and your partner doesn't have to do the challenge with you in order for it to be transformative. You can do it yourself and you will still be able to reap the benefits of it. Yeah, that's significant because I think that a lot of times in relationships we're thinking tit for tat, you know what I mean? Like um, we want or need to have someone on the other end um essentially kind of doing what what we need for them to do and really you know love authentically is just a gift hopefully and you're just giving this gift to somebody the people that you choose on a regular basis and yeah it would be nice for it to be reciprocated and um, for it to come back um, but to not have that expectation attached to the love because essentially that's like conditional love right when we're saying that my 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 gift comes with a string, um, a requirement that you match it with some level of a gift back. And so um, I think that could be really transformative and powerful in that we remove all of the extra layers. And then we we can get honest with ourselves about, you know, what comes up when we start doing our own work and focusing on ourselves as opposed to what we think someone else is or isn't doing. And so, yeah, that's a whole internal work right there. Right. Absolutely. It is. And and such a reminder too that, you know, we're called into our relationship or into these relationships, not to change other people, but to change ourselves. And so, you know, as we are doing these, you know, daily acts of love, it is not only changing the relationship, but it, it is also changing us and softening our heart. Yes. Soften the heart. Softening. So I know that you mentioned you also have a podcast, right? So you wear these multiple hats. You're mm-hmm. a therapist by day. You're podcasting. You've got a book that you're always making sure to get in the hands <laughs> of people who you know will benefit from it. So on the podcast, what are you really kind of focusing on and, and sharing there? So ironically, or, or maybe not so ironically, my podcast is called The Hats Podcast, <laughs> and it is with a, a girlfriend of mine who is an attorney. She's also one of my sorority sisters, and she and I met in church, and um, she came to me and said, would you be open to doing a podcast? And I was like, sure, let's do it. You know, And so the podcast is called The Hats Podcast, and it is a space for those of us that wear many hats, whatever those many hats are for you. For she and I, it, it is the hats of mom, wife, sister, friend, entrepreneur, business owner. Um, she's in the midst of publishing a book as well, authors and all those other things that come with, you know, the many roles that we play in life. And so each episode just shares personal stories and then some tips that you can do based on the hat that you may be wearing at any particular time. I love it. I love it. I love it. So it sounds like it's a good place for maybe like multi-talented, multi-passionate people to um, kind of pull some pull some inspiration or motivation to understand how to tackle what's right in front of them um, because it can be quite uh, what is it called I don't know if I want to say disorienting right but it can you can feel pulled in a lot of different directions when you do wear mm-hmm. a lot of hats and mm-hmm. you you do have a lot of things that you enjoy doing and, and expressing in the world and so um, I guess I would I the question that comes up is for someone who 
is multi-talented or multi-passionate, you know, what is it that you would either suggest or advise if they have like all of these ideas and, and so many things that they want to do? Would you say right. start with one thing? Would you say give a little bit to all of it? Like what would your words of advice be? I think organization is key. You know, um, it, that is so important. But even before we get to the place of organization, I think that we have to start with just accepting who we are and normalizing, you know, who we are, you know, and just being true to yourself. Like if you are a multidimensional person, that is fine. You can be, you know, X, Y, and Z. You don't have to just be X or you don't have to just be Y. But the biggest piece that's important is finding some level of organization in that, whether that's creating systems that works for you, rather that's, you know, being organized on your calendar, rather that's designating a certain day that you are spending podcasting or designating a certain day that you are focusing on your business or your marketing, whatever those things are that you consider yourself to be multi-dimensional about, um, understanding that, you know, if you're giving little pieces of, of yourself to those, all those things every day, it can definitely feel fragmented and it can make you feel like nothing ever gets done. But if you can solidify a task for the day or for a chunk of time, then you have a win. And then that what that win does is that it propels you to be able to do the next thing that is on your list. So I'm a huge fan of keeping a to-do list. You know, um, I feel that we have those long-term to-do lists and then we have those short-term to-do lists, those things of the day, those things of the week, those things of the month and those things of the year and years. Um, and if you are an individual with a lot of ideas, I've come to learn and, and made peace with, you know, I've been provided those ideas for a reason. And for me, it is my higher power and my higher power is God. So God has planted these seeds within me for a reason. And I may not know what that reason is right now, but that doesn't mean that those seeds don't um, have value and that they're not valid. And so I've come to keep an ideas book and or an ideas journal, or if you wanted to keep it in your phone, if you're more of an electronic person, keep it in your phone, all these ideas that come to you. And I'll give you one of my ideas um, as an example is something that I'm not going to do right now, but it is still something I have dreams of doing. I had this idea to be a plant-based food blogger. I love blogging. I love the blogging community. And I even went out, I, I got the Instagram handle. I got the, um, I went to GoDaddy and got the domain name, all these things. And then I was like, wait a minute, when are you about to be a food blogger? You know, <laughs> at least not up to the capacity that I would like to, because that means I need to work on my photography skills. I need to work on my recipes, like all the things that go with it, because what's what's most likely or common with those of us that are multidimensional is that we want to be good at all of it. We don't want to just do it. We want to be great and excellent at those things that we do. And so when we know that we have to organize ourselves. So I've come to grips with like, you know what, I'm going to be a food blogger, but maybe that's what I'm to do in my retirement. Maybe that's something I do as a grandmother. I don't know, you know, and I'm okay with that, but it's still just an idea that's in my ideas book. Who knows when I'll do it. It may be six months from now, a year from now or years from now, but it's still an idea that that's been planted in me for a reason. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I think I heard it years ago on, must've been a book or a podcast or something. And they mentioned that it was, they called it an idea factory. So I always tell people, you know, mm -hmm. um, create your idea factory, whether it's a notebook, whether it's a note in your phone and your, these are ideas that are, you're either working on or are on the shelf for you to come back to when the time is right. And so I think, again, it comes back to, I just love talking about mindset. And I just really think that everything gets filtered through scarcity or abundance that we've feel like we have all these ideas right now. So we have to, that means we have to work on all the ideas right now, or someone else is going to steal it, or, you know, it's never going to happen. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like, no, 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 no. 
calm down. You know, Rihanna started with Pond the Replay, okay? And then she moved into makeup and then she moved right. into fashion. <laughs> like, you know, um, you can get to right. all of the things, um, but just know what season you're in. And if this is the time to work on that thing now, or is this the time to say, I see you, I'm going to put you on the shelf and make sure that I get back to you when the time is right. And so you got the handles and stuff you did, you, you coupled it with some level of action, right? And so whenever the time comes, you then you're ready to just get going. And everything that you're doing right now is essentially honing your skills and your craft so that when you get to that idea, you're even better off to, to do it and do it the way that you want. You know what I mean? Right. I love absolutely. It. I love it. What we know to be true about ideas as well is that, you know, on some level, they take some sort of investment and sometimes that investment is financial. And so it may be that your business or your job is the first investor into whatever that idea is that is pumping out of your ideas factory. Yes. And that is a shift in the mind that has to happen Um in order to go to work with a different type of energy, right? So even if, you know, you don't really love the job that you're doing now, your career doesn't maybe seem that fulfilling, that we have to reorganize our mind. There's a book called Anxiety in the Workplace that Sonia Gartside wrote. She's amazing. Um, and when I used to want to drive past my job <laughs> because I, I loved the kids, but I didn't <laughs> love the bureaucracy, um, I... I had to say to myself, well, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing in this place? How am I supposed to be serving here? What am I supposed to learn that's going to help me um, to transition into the next thing? And that changed the way that I went to work and how I saw um, my purpose in that place, even if it was temporary. And so I love that you mentioned that because your purpose in that place may be to have a steady paycheck so that you can pay your bills, so that you can budget wisely and send a certain amount to your passion or your your um, side hustle or this other thing that you wanted to turn into a full-time gig. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So I just appreciate you for sharing your gems, for, you know, giving us some insight on how to have these different hats and, and manage them the best that we know how, understanding that each season comes with its own challenges. <laughs> but where can everyone find you? Um, you know, where are you most active and what do you have going on right now? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and Clubhouse. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Glad Tidings by Mel, which was the name of my original blog. And so Glad Tidings means good news. And so on that page, I share a lot of good news regarding um, positive affirmations, self-care tips, motivation to pour into your cup first. And then from there, I consider my, my, my glad tidings by Mel to be my hub. So from there in the bio, you'll be able to have access to my podcast, the hats podcast. You would also get access to my private practice, which is called you help you. And then on clubhouse, it is my first and my last name, Melissa Dumas, Dumas with D U M A Z. So those are the places that I am most active. My book, the love challenge, how to, um, excuse me, my book, The Love Challenge, 30 Days, 30 Ways to Increase the Love in Your Relationship is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Yes, yes. Dropping the gems and keeping us inspired. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. And I just appreciate you again for taking some time to pour into my audience. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. And um, I look forward to staying connected. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. 
You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.